into in the one 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 good hello everyone i thought i would do a little tribute to zoom in one 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 good evening ladies and gentlemen on youtube my name is tony visick you're looking at comedy schools radio network.com uh you're looking at youtube but we're also going out in an audio version on comedy schools radio network.com we're now going out on facebook live you are watching the saturday night version of living on a thin line your daily diversion from all the craziness anxiety hoopla anger silliness and goofball isms in the world today and we just take a little break from it all i also kind of dress up it's saturday night i used to call it the comedy jubilee but i you know it's every day is a comedy jubilee when you're me so uh got a great show for you tonight ladies and gentlemen we announce all 10 now we did it yesterday but we'll do it again today we'll announce all 10 of our all to all 10 of the uh uh the people who are on our top 10 list of the coolest people ever. We did announce it yesterday. We did, but we're going to announce it. And I said I was going to post it on social media today, but I got busy. I got busy today with um, regular life stuff. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Preferred Air. I am not being paid. Give this shout out to Preferred Air. Preferred Air does not know I'm giving this shout out. But my uh, dear friend and uh, a former com and a comedy school's alum... Uh, Daniel Hernandez is out, was out servicing my air conditioner to make sure that uh, if we are stuck in the house all summer, that it's nice and cool the entire time. So uh, I want to give a shout out to him. He was out here today, had to walk the dog. Uh, still pleasant enough that I didn't get out till around 10 a.m. No, no, no. I got out at uh, uh, like 10.50. 10.50, but it's still pleasant enough to walk good old Roscoe. Um, uh, around the neighborhood for our about 45, 50 minute walk, and it went well. Um, you know, a good thing about him, a dog like Roscoe, and Roscoe is about 60 to 70 pounds, uh, half lab, half pit. I don't know what he is. He's brown and he's energetic, even uh, at nine or 10 years old. Is that you walk faster? You're going to fast walk when you got a brown, half lab, half pit who's uh, energetic and fun and inquisitive and an all around good guy like my pal Roscoe. So, did that today. Um, we went and bought some paint. Yes, we did. We ventured out. We ventured out to an Ace Hardware. Uh, we were totally masked up and gloved up, and we went and bought some paint and uh, got a couple other things. And then I did like a manly thing. Manly thing. Okay. I uh, changed the garbage disposal. And it works. I changed the garbage. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that has never been my forte is anything having to do with a uh, a wrench or pliers or a hammer or nails or a red wire and a green wire. Just not my thing. Uh, over the years, of course. Uh, hey, Bobby Johnson, how are you, pal? Uh, hello, Brian Horan. Hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. Uh, so uh, it's just not my thing. So whenever I do something like that and it works, I'm like, son of a bitch. That actually worked. So uh, good show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when I go out, and in this little town of 60,000 people, we've been uh, forced out of the house a few times. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes not so much forced as just went, okay, uh, uh, let's, uh, uh, we got we to gotta go to the store and enjoyed going to the store. Now, right, wrong, indifferent, I'm not encouraging it. I'm not putting it down. I'm just telling you that. Uh, but we always wear a mask. We always wear a mask. And somehow, and this is the insane of it, Insane thing of wearing a mask has become like a political thing. People are not wearing no mask. Well, it's real simple. The mask is not necessarily for you. It's for everyone else. 
So if everyone at the local Walmart, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Ralph's, Kroger's, name the store, Winn-Dixie, Piggly Wiggly, uh, Myers, uh, Rexall Drugstore, CVS, if everyone wore a mask, we could really begin to reduce the transmission because the mask keeps you, if you have the virus, from easily transmitting the virus. And that's why I wear a mask. And yes, there is a, a little benefit for uh, the mask wearer themselves, but that's why I do it. And that it's become like a thing is astounding to me. Simply astounding that it has become like a political issue. I, I read where a bar in, uh, it's either Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, or Michigan, uh, three states that I really, really love, uh, by the way, and I do, and know so many wonderful people there. Some bar put up a no mask rule. Why would you do that? Why would you say that, you know, that safety is not involved? Armand William just said, nice jacket, and congrats in making it into the Pro Football Hall of <laughs> Funny. That was funny, Armand. <laughs> Hello, Christopher Boardman. <laughs> congrats. Uh, and uh, Tita and Mike... Um, Tina and Mike Lawson, if you're still watching, I have a question, okay? And I don't want to air it public, but uh, uh, someone named Lawson had a little bit of a health scare back there in Missouri. Uh, I got a little confused on it as I looked through it for Facebook. Uh, if it was either one of you, I hope that you are recuperating nicely. If it's some of you know, I hope they are recuperating nicely. Uh, if you know anything about it, you want to share it with me, I would love to uh, hear about it, okay? All right, so um, I don't understand this mask thing at all, okay? Uh, and uh, Brian Horan said, I helped my mom do a puzzle, mask on. It was great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I am just a guy who does comedy and does a Facebook Live podcast every day, teaches a workshop. You know, I've been around a little while, but I don't, I have very few answers. And what I'm noticing is that very few people on social media have the answers. Um, normally, this is just a goofball show, but I will tell you something that I'm doing and it might be helpful to you. Okay, uh, I have no control over the coronavirus, none whatsoever, none, zero. Okay, but there is a virus I do have a control over, have control over, and that you have control over too. And it is the it is the virus of propaganda, lies, misinformation, time suck, conspiracy theories. People who have graduated from YouTube University and want to eat up all your social media time and try to sow the seed of doubt inside your mind. And those people I can block. I have something like four thousand friends on Facebook. I interact with maybe a couple hundred of them. Uh, now, when I see a YouTube conspiracy video, when someone becomes uh, uh, acrimonious and, uh, you know, people going, what are you scared? Is that why you're wearing a mask? Because you're scared. You know what? I just block them. You can't change your mind. And all they can do is, uh, is, is get into yours. I was talking to a wonderful person yesterday uh, who's in my workshops who said that just reading some things just bothered her so much and she was totally beside herself. I don't have to talk to these people anyway, okay? And maybe, just maybe, and I'm not talking about blocking people you disagree with, and I have tons of friends who are Republicans. I have tons of friends who are conservatives. I have tons of friends who don't like Barack Obama, okay? But I'm talking about the pernicious ones. I'm talking about the bots and the trolls and the uh, uh, emotionally abusive and the out-and-out -out liars and the propagandists and the time sucks that if we block enough of them, maybe, just like with the virus containing it, we'll be able to contain a little of the craziness going on in our world. Okay, doke okay, doke That's just something I'm doing. You don't have to. I'm just letting you know. I'm not blocking any of you. I love each and every one of you that uh, 
uh, watch this. I love each and every one of you on Facebook Live, YouTube uh, on the Comedy Schools channel, and ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Should I announce, and someone I have to say yes, the final 10, the final 10 of the list that we've all put together of the coolest people ever? Should I announce that now? One of you will have to say yes. I'll have to see a yes on Facebook Live. I'll have to see a yes on YouTube. I'll have to know that there was a yes on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I hold here in my hand a piece of paper that contains the names of the 10 that not that I decided, but that we all decided together. There were the 10 coolest people ever. I have it right here. This list now can never be changed. This list cannot be altered. It cannot be amended. It cannot be interpreted in some different way. This is our list of the 10 coolest people ever. If I see a yes somewhere, I will, uh, I will announce it. Otherwise than that, I'll just wait and post it on uh, social media later on. Uh, okay, let's get to a little bit of the fun here. Uh, a little bit of the fun is uh, the things that we do is I show you some knickknack, some memento, some weird thing that I have here around the house. I show it to you and we talk about it. And we started out when we first started doing this show now, two months ago, we'd be doing it every day for pushing 60 days. Uh, and I vowed not to stop. I vowed not to stop until this crisis passes. And I've done things like this before. I truly have. Uh, I really have. Uh, for instance, in the late 70s, during the Iranian hostage crisis, I vowed not to stop drinking till the hostages were freed. And uh, it was kind of easy for me to do since I drank every day anyway in those days. But uh, I did not stop drinking the entire time until they were released uh, in 1980, from 78 to 80. I, I don't know if I was drunk every day. Yeah, you know what? I was probably drunk every day. Not my version of drunk in those days. In those days, my version of drunk was... My version of drunk was the next day going, I don't remember what happened. I was really fucked up. Uh, if I drank a six-pack of beer or I drank uh, half a bottle of wine, I didn't consider that drunk in those days. I'm not drunk. just had a couple of drinks. And uh, um, my liver is thankful that I stopped doing that over 35 years ago. Uh, so I'm not going to stop doing this podcast until this crisis is passed. And I don't know what that'll look like. I don't know what uh, the crisis uh, passing will look like, but uh, I think we'll all kind of know it together. I got another question for you guys. If you want to answer it uh, here in the town where I live in Maricopa, they've kind of opened up the town. The casino down the street is open. They've opened some of the restaurants. You can eat indoors in some of the places. Uh, I know they haven't done that in California yet. They've done it in other states. Uh, they put up plexiglass, social distancing. Um, when they do it, will you go? When they do it, will you go? I don't particularly miss going to a restaurant. I miss going to a restaurant with Shirley. Uh, my producer just happens to be my wife. I miss, you know, uh, just her and I dressing up a little bit. And even if we're just going down the road, going to a nice restaurant, I kind of miss that, you know. And I miss going to California every month. And visiting my family, I do miss that, and I miss seeing my grandkids and uh, uh, and my uh, uh, they're not stepdaughters, they're not daughters-in-law. They'd be like stepdaughters, but they're just they're Shirley's daughters who I love. Uh, I kind of miss that kind of interaction, okay. Uh, and I don't know what the draw will be that'll finally make me go okay. A couple things we've done, okay, in a very safe way. But I don't know what the draw will be to make me uh, call up someplace and go, I need a reservation at 7 o'clock for two. I don't know what they'll be yet. Uh, my heart goes out to everybody who owns a restaurant, owns a bar, owns a club. And is going, my God, my God, I got to operate at 25% capacity. How am I going to do that? Um, 
Also, uh, one of the comedy clubs in uh, town is open. We're going to 25% capacity. Tonight, they have two shows. Uh, Michael Longfellow, who was in the comedy school's uh, universe for three years, is the headliner. Uh, Google him. He's a very funny guy, uh, Michael Longfellow. He's got a great career ahead of him. And then I know in June, uh, Stir Crazy in Glendale. So I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods. I don't know what's going on in your town. All right, those are my questions. Now, here is our little goofball thing. Look at that. I got, yes, I got into the bobblehead. I'm not going to tell you where. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you why. And I said we were done with bobbleheads, but we're not because I've not, because <laughs> they're, <laughs> they crack me up. They're like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Uh, do you believe in a virus? Do you not believe in a virus? Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Is it a conspiracy? Yes, it is. No, it ain't. Is it a conspiracy? Yes, it is. No, it ain't. I don't know. This is, and this is a cool bobblehead, man. Uh, this is uh, Dan Heron. Uh, who's a was a pitcher or is a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks? I don't know a lot about the baseball players on the Diamondbacks. To be honest with you, uh, it says Pepsi. I imagine it was a Pepsi night. It's got a uh, little background on it too. So almost all bobbleheads. There you go. There you go. There you go. Almost all bobbleheads were usually part of some promotion at the ballpark, and I imagine this was a. There you go. YouTube guys, you get to see that where I just pop it on the head. I imagine this was some sort of promotion for uh, uh, Pepsi at um, uh, Chase Field, uh, downtown Phoenix. I do miss going to sporting events. God, have I blown money on sporting events in my life. You know, uh, I think one year, uh, one year, uh, Shirley and I had a half a season, uh, season tickets to, uh, we didn't buy all 40 games. We bought 20 or 25 games. Because a lot of the nights that they were trying to sell me, I go, I worked those nights, I could never go. Uh, and I, one year, I went to 15 Clipper games, uh, and I usually go to two or three Clipper games a year, uh, football games, baseball games, concerts. You know, oftentimes I've flown to other cities to see concerts. So uh, I, I kind of miss that, because you know why? I'm going to tell you why, because it gave me something to look forward to. And that's why I love doing this show so much, you guys. Because this show gives me something to look forward to as well. All right? If there's four people or 40 people or 400 people who watch and listen and interact, it still gives me, gives Shirley and I something to look forward to. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, oh, I want to tell you this, okay, before we get to the music portion. Because I also always uh, recommend uh, either two artists or bands based on my extensive, and I didn't realize how extensive it was, a vinyl album collection. Um, tomorrow night, Sunday night, 7 p.m., pay-per-view. It's a pay-per-view event. Jonathan Gregory, live on Zoom. Uh, if you want to see something completely different, if you really want to avail yourself, you don't know who he is, of a brand-new comic who's exciting and bold and different, then go to ComedySchools.com and buy a $10 ticket to see Jonathan Gregory. Uh, a good chunk of the money goes to local food banks here in Maricopa. The re uh, then almost all the rest goes to paying the comics on the show. I believe in paying the comics, and that's what we're doing. So uh, I got that tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Also, accept no imitations. If you ever thought about doing a writing workshop, comedy workshop, stand-up comedy workshop, I got those for you, and they're all on ComedySchools.com, and I'm asking that you do it, okay? Okay. Okie doke. Rock and roll. Hoochie goo. Okay, uh, the producer's moving around in the background. It always makes me nervous. It's like, what's, what's going on? Did something happen? Um, I'm going to recommend two pieces of music here. 
And I've got, um, here's a weird thing. I got to reach over and get them. Uh, I've got one, two, three, four. I had a hard time making up my mind what uh, piece of music I'm going to, um, uh, or what album I'm going to uh, uh, recommend. So I think I'll go silly because it's Saturday. I think I'll go silly fun with the first one. And here we go. Check it out. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Stepping totally away from the world of rock and roll or rock. Stepping totally away and going into something completely different. We've got right here, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Jones live at Caesars Palace. Tom Jones live at Caesars Palace. Check out that album cover. Look at that. All the ladies hanging on Tom. If you look on the back, you can see uh, he was the one who uh, was famous for women would throw their hotel room keys and underwear at him while he performed. Okay. Uh, Tom Jones would never be accused of any sort of sexual harassment because he never got a chance to because they were harassing him. On this album, is uh, he never had a lot of hits. Although when I was a little kid, I was totally enamored. I mean, little, like 10 of the song, What's New Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? Whoa! And um, I bought that 45, and I owned it for a long time, and then it burnt up in a trailer fire. Uh, <laughs> that's a different story for a different... But I used to live in a trailer, and it burnt up. They burned fast. Uh, and Gary Upton, who uh, uh, is a regular viewer of the show, was in the trailer that night as well. Here are the songs. None of them uh, were songs... Uh, let's see. Dance of Love, never heard of it. Cabaret... Okay, that's a, a standard from the musical cabaret. Soul Man, the Sam and Dave uh, tune. I Who Have Nothing, which Tom Jones kind of made his own. And Delilah, which was a big hit for him. Bridge Over Troubled Water, not a big hit for him. Simon and Garfunkel, My Way. All right, uh, Paul Lanka's song that became Frank Sinatra's song. God Bless the Children, Resurrection Su uh, Shuffle. Another one of his big hits, She's a Lady. Then Till, High Heel Sneakers. And then a hit med medley. It says hit medley. I'll Never Fall in Love Again. Daughter of Darkness, Love Me Tonight, and of course, one of his biggest ever. It's not unusual. It's not unusual to be in love with anyone. Ba -da 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 -da. Then he had a rock and roll medley. Johnny Be Good, Boney Maroney, and Long Tall Sally. So Tom Jones is a cool guy. Tom Jones, a Welshman, okay, who had big success in the 60s and then kind of disappeared for so many years except in places like Las Vegas uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, great singer, fun songs. If you're looking for just a really kind of complete diversion for anything, Google Tom Jones and listen to uh, Dig Up, uh, I You Have Nothing, which is really overwrought. Delilah, uh, another really overwrought song. Uh, and then, of course, uh, She's a Lady. Okay, and it's not unusual. You know what? And if you got an open mind and you got an open heart and you want to just have some fun, You'll find you really love that song. It's not unusual. It is a snappy, snappy tune. All right. So next, I'm going to step away. Uh, and we're going to start doing this soon. I'm going to step away from the world of music. I'm, we still got a vinyl album. It's still a vinyl album. Okay. But we're going to step away. And we're going to, going to uh, go with a comedy album, ladies and gentlemen. Because I have an extensive comedy album collection. Uh, two guys who I loved when I was a little kid. Still love now. Their, their show now runs on Sunday nights on a nostalgia channel. Late 60s, they had the, uh, one of the top 10 or either number one show in the nation on Sunday nights on CBS. But I loved them when I was little. 
when they used to be on the Ed Sullivan show and all the other shows, variety shows. Here they are, the Smothers Brothers. This is a Smothers Brothers album, okay? And it is from early, mid-60s, okay? Uh, and this, the title of this album is Mom Always Liked You Best. And when I was a little kid, their routine where he would break down and go, Mom, I always liked you best. Cracked me up and cracked me up to this day. Their timing was impeccable. They came from that interesting era where they were folk singers and comedians when you had to kind of do both to really break through. And they did it with great gusto and aplomb. Uh, the bits on here are Mom, always liked you best. Impersonation, the three song, Little No Song and Dance, The Word I Used to Know by uh, The World I Used to Know, poem by Rod McEwen. My favorite holiday by Dickie Smothers. You could call me stupid. We love us. Longtime blues tattoo song. Santa Claus uh, by Dickie Smothers. Uh, those were comedy bits. Uh, the last great waltz and reminiscence. They were and still are, are still in my mind's eye, two of the funniest people in the world ever. They cracked me up. They uh, and they also were very brave in this. Is that they had they had the courage of their beliefs because while they had the number one show in America or one of the top ten. Number one day night, they uh, began to take a stance strongly against the Vietnam War. Strongly against the Vietnam War. They were opposed to the war, and they decided to use their platform as performers to write stuff, comedy stuff, that poked fun at what was the senseless policy of both the Johnson administration and the Nixon administration. And it, was, uh, it took a lot of courage in their part. And how did it pay off for them? At one point, one of the people who worked in the White House was an old either Yale or Harvard alum along with the uh, head of CBS. And he called him up and said, what are you doing? We're trying to win a war. and You got these two guys on every night turning uh, the whole country against us. You got to stop this. And at the height of their power, at the height of their funny, at their highest ratings, their show was canceled. The show was canceled. And though they worked again for many years, they worked in Vegas and they worked around and they worked high-end cruise ships and private shows. Even though they did all that wonderful stuff, they never again achieved the success they once had. Even in the 80s, early 90s, they brought back their show, but it wasn't the same. Um, what, was their, what was their show replaced with, ladies and gentlemen? Hee Haw. Hee Haw. But you know what? Nowadays, I don't think it's a bad show because I love Buck Owens. I love Buck Owens. So uh, this album, Mom Always Liked You Best, was recorded live uh, at the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas, Golden Bear in Huntington Beach, California, and the Troubadour in Los Angeles. That's back when comics used to break in nightclubs like that. The Troubadour. Okay, same place that uh, Elton John became famous overnight in America, The Troubadour. So if you want to listen to something great, YouTube or Google... The Smothers Brothers, all right? Uh, Tommy and Dickie. Tommy and Dickie. Mom always liked you best. And, uh, and be in store for a real treat. A real treat for your heart and your mind and your soul. Uh, and also, uh, check your local cable listings and see if on one of the nostalgia channels they have, um, they have their shows running. Because you see cool stuff on it. You see uh, bands that you loved uh, when they were uh, first becoming uh, stars. BG, Steppenwolf, Doors, The Who. All right, we're going to kind of wrap up here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. The producer just said do the top 10. 
All right, I'm gonna. This is now for the record. This is for the record. Our top ten, the top ten, the coolest people ever. The ten coolest people ever. All right, number one, Miles Davis. Number two, Keith Richards. Number three, you're tearing me apart. You know what? I'll do the impersonations, the bad impersonations. Number one, Miles Davis. Yeah, man, just blow on. Yeah. Number two, Keith Richards. Well, all other. Everything I did, we just stole it from Buddy Holly. Uh, number three, James Dean. You're tearing me apart. Number four, Frank Sinatra, baby. The mob's going to get you. Number five, Steve McQueen. You can't imitate Steve McQueen. He was just cool. Number six, Prince. Uh, number seven, Humphrey Bogart. You played it for her. You played it for me. Play it, Sam. Okay, uh, wait, one, two, three, four, five. That was number seven. Number eight, Jack Nicholson. Give me the bat, Wendy. <laughs> Going to a Laker game. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> uh, number nine, Billy Holiday. I don't have a good impersonation of Billy Holiday. Incredible jazz singer. Number 10, you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. That was Lauren Bacall, ladies and gentlemen. She rounds out the list of the 10 coolest people ever. 10 coolest people ever. Not decided by me, decided by you, decided by all of us together. Okay, that's kind of what I got for you tonight, along with the jacket. I got this jacket just for the show. Uh, we got a good joke out of it because what Armand Williams said as well. Appreciate it, Armand. I truly do. And I hope you are doing well, my good friend. Um, tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. Tomorrow, 2 p.m., we're back at our regular time. And tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Jonathan Gregory, pay-per-view event on Zoom. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Go to ComedySchools.com or my Facebook page to purchase tickets and help out a local food bank and help out the comics get paid as well, okay? That's it for tonight, you guys. I'm going to barbecue. I hope you're doing well. I love all of you. I miss all of you. I'm going to see every one of you in person again very, very soon. That, I believe, and that, I promise you, the best is yet to come. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot. Good night.